0: Exodus chapter number 14, and we'll just read verse 13 through 14. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your Now, this is just an excerpt out of probably one of the most popular stories that has ever been in the Bible. As a matter of fact, even people who don't know the Bible know this story because they know Charleston Heston (laughs) who did the Moses movie, right, where they came out. You know, God's voice is real deep, Moses. You know that one where the Red Sea parted. And I want to just give you three examples of where God supernaturally parted waters, where he supernaturally parted the waters. One of the most unbelievable, yet believable, because we're Christians, amen? How many of you know the Bible's real? How many of you know it's not a storybook? It's not, it, I mean, I, I'm a Disney fan. I know no one in this church is a Disney fan and doesn't go all the time. Uh, but I'm a Disney fan. And uh, my family goes to Disney every year. And we, it, But those are fairy tales. I mean, I love Moana. I love all the little people, princesses and stuff. But they're not real. But the Bible is real. Say amen. I said, the Bible is real, and the stories are real. So God parted the waters a few times in the Bible, and each time he parted them, it was to illustrate something in particular that would help us today in our life. And you know that the story of Moses, he came out, he led the children of Israel who had been in captivity, in bondage. They had slave drivers called the Egyptians for a long time, and they'd been in bondage. God raises up a man. Amen. Amen named Moses. Somebody say, he's a good man. (laughs) He's a good man. He raises up Moses right in the middle of the palaces of Egypt, and his primary objective as a man is to deliver God's people out of slavery, out of bondage. How many of you in your life have had a slave driver? Only a couple people telling the truth. The rest of you, I'm going to talk to you. Amen. Slave drivers, anything that binds you is a slave. Well, I don't mean to talk about finance, but the Bible says that if you owe a man, you are a slave to the lender. How many of y'all got a car payment? Raise your hand. You know about a slave driver. Amen. How many of you got a house payment? You know about a slave driver. Somebody say that you're talking to me. Moses was raised up, and the Bible says he raised him up in the midst of Pharaoh. He was a prince of Egypt, if you will, and he was raised up to deliver God's people from their slave drivers. And the first thing that they do, you know all the stories of the plagues. We won't get into it because Josh Joyce told me that I only have until 9.55 to preach, and now i got to be done. So i got five minutes. <laughs> Somebody say Amen. Yeah, somebody said, oh, me, back there. I don't know who that was, but I like you, whoever you were, (laughs) said, oh, me. I appreciate you. All the way in the back. Amen. And um, he raises him up, and he opens up the Red Sea, and you can see the story in your mind, especially if you've seen the movie, all the children of Israel. Now, it wasn't just 12 folks or 15. It was like 3 million people. Moses leads to the shores of the Red Sea, and he's standing there. Pharaoh's armies are behind him, and they're getting ready to overtake him. His slave drivers are about to overtake them, and God does something supernatural. He looks at Moses and says, Moses, what is that that you have in your hand? Moses, again, time and time again, he's like, I got this big stick right here. He said, that's enough. Aren't you glad that God uses the ordinary things in your life to do the supernatural? In other words, it does, you don't have to be super or extraordinary yourself because God uses the ordinary things to confound the wise. That means that every one of you in this room, as ordinary as you may be, God is still able to use you to do supernatural things. Look at some of you sitting next to me and say, you are pretty ordinary. <laughs> Go ahead. It don't matter. Go on telling. Yeah, but God can still use you. God can still use you in the midst of your ordinary life. Aren't you glad that God is not always looking for the superstar? that he's always able to use the ordinary people. So that means that in this room full, there may be a superstar in this room. And if you are a superstar, please come up to me later so I can get your autograph. But for the most part, all of us in this room are fairly ordinary people. But the good news is, is that God takes his supernatural and rubs it on your natural so that you can do something great for him. And he looks at a man named Moses who couldn't even talk right. He had a stutter and a stick, and that's all he had. But yet God was able to open up the Red Sea so that his people could be delivered from their slave drivers. He opened it up so they could do what? Escape. He opened up, if you're taking notes, good luck, but if you're taking notes, he opened up the Red Sea so the people could escape their slave drivers. If you're sitting in this room and you are born again, how many saints, born again, children of the Most High God, wave at me if you love the Lord. Go on now, wave at me if you love Jesus. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Wave at me if you love Jesus. I know this is the first service, and you just woke up five minutes ago, and it's all right. But if you have been born again, then that means you have escaped. He's opened up. The Red Sea, so you could escape your slave drivers. You have escaped. You can now, the old school saints would say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. That's some good old-fashioned southern preaching for you right there. Some good old cornbread preaching. Amen. I, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was on my way to it. I heard a preacher say, veins popping out like mine are right now. I said, I was on my way to a devil's hell, but God opened up a way for me to escape. Aren't you glad you escaped your slave driver? Somebody say amen. Go ahead and clap your hands. It's all right. Glory to God. He opened up the Red Sea so you could escape, so you could be saved. Somebody say, I'm saved. Go ahead and say I'm saved. Look at your neighbor and ask them, are you? (laughs) Amen. Are you? Are you? Are you saved? Have you escaped? Amen. And what I found out is that sometimes people are satisfied with simply escaping. Glad they're on their way to heaven. In other words, what a lot of folks do is they get fire insurance. Anybody in the house today? I'm warming up too, so if you stick around for the next service, who knows what I'll do. Amen. This is my first try, too. They, they are satisfied with simply escaping. Amen. Just got saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. Shook the preacher's hand, and I repeated the prayer that ain't even in the Bible, and I'm saved. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I need a Savior. I know I sinned. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, ta-da, you're saved. Hmm. That sounds kind of stupid when I put it that way, didn't it? But you escaped your slave driver. On your way to heaven. But how many of you know you did not escape just to stay on the shores of the Red Sea? You did not escape just so that you could stand there and watch all of your enemies drown. You've escaped. So the second time that God opens up the waters is in the book of Joshua. In Joshua, chapter number three, I believe it is, where God commands Joshua, he says, Joshua, first of all, he says, I want you to sanctify yourself. See, after you get saved, there's more to do. Okay, yeah. I didn't get a lot. Of I got a couple people out. Really? Oh, yeah. After you get saved, there's more to do. You don't just get saved. See, I wish that all God required of us was to get saved, but if that was all that God wanted you to get saved, then after you got saved, you'd die. Man, I wish I had that ministry. You're saved, good. <laughs> That'd save a lot of heartache, wouldn't it, Pastor Josh? Yes, sir. Oh, you said to sit. Come on down. Say the this prayer. And I wouldn't even be in the ministry today. I'd just be that usher with the gun. You got say, praise the Lord. On your way to heaven. Amen. Amen. That, but see, after you've escaped, there's so much more. <laughs> Some of y'all think that would be a great ministry. Because <laughs> I was just thinking about, Don't even look at them. Look straight at me because you know you want to shoot somebody. In Georgia, in order to get a gun, all you got to do is be able to read. (laughs) Amen. I'm packing five guns on me right now. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I might be. And nobody's getting saved today, by the way, (laughs) because just in case they get shot. (laughs) Glory to God. So you don't just get saved to be saved. There is something else. And in Joshua chapter 3, the Lord told Joshua, he says, Sanctify yourself for tomorrow I'm going to do great and mighty things in your midst. Joshua was a warrior. Joshua was a fighter. Joshua overcame and overthrew many different types of civilizations and armies and all this good stuff. And he brings them down to the river. He says, I am going to deliver. Nobody this time was chasing Joshua. They were chasing the children of Israel with Moses. This time, uh, Joshua is chasing his enemies. Somebody say amen. See, aren't you glad? See, I like a person. You're not going to chase me very far. First of all, I don't like to run. So I'm not running. But too many believers escape, but they continue to run all of their life from their enemies. But Joshua wasn't running from his enemies. Joshua was chasing his enemies. So the very thing that used to chase you, you need to square your shoulders back, turn around and say, now I'm about to chase you. So Joshua, the Lord parted the waters for Joshua. They sanctified themselves. In other words, they got right. Hmm. Okay. In the south, you got to tell people they got to get right. I don't know about here you got to get right. You're not just going to escape and then live any kind of way you want to. Now, a whole lot of people are going to say amen, but it don't matter to me. <laughs> amen, because I'm going to go down south here in a couple of days. I said, after you get saved, you got to get right. Man, Jesus. I'm getting close. I'm going to preach to each section real quick. I'm going to see. It's going to be like a football game. We're going to do the wave all the way over here. After you get saved, you got to get right. Uh, all right, y'all some sanctified for After you get saved, you got to get right. Uh-oh, well, sorry about y'all. After you get saved, you got to get right. You don't just get saved and then keep smoking and get saved and keep drinking and get saved and quit screwing around on your wife and get saved. No, you got to get right. When you get saved, you got to get right. Uh-oh. I hope the rapture don't happen today. Glory to God. Give us another chance, Lord, to get right. Sanctify yourself so that I'm going to do something great for you coming up so they got in the priest got the ark of the covenant the presence of the lord and what did they do the bible says that the waters of the jordan were up high during this season it was overflowing the banks and the priest grabbed the ark and they stepped out and when they put their foot in that river the bible says that way up in another city the water stopped piled up the bible says and they walked again across the jordan getting ready to conquer their enemies See number 1 you get the water's parcel you can escape number 2 the water's parcel you can enter enter what into the enemy's territory where he's been holding all your stuff glory to god this is good preaching for a white man i ain't lying to you he can enter into all your stuff the devil's been holding your joy hostage you better enter in and take back your joy he's been holding your finances hostage Somebody say, hey, man, you know he's been holding it. You know he's been holding it. That's why you just got done tipping the Lord instead of tithing. I got a book here for you. I wrote a book called Seek. (laughs) And I was looking through there, and I was like, man, Pastor Joshua's been plagiarizing my stuff. You got a book here called Seek that has been given to you to help you enter into what God's promises are for you. You've been saved, you escaped so you could enter. Look at your neighbor and say, I got things to do. Go on and tell them, I got things to do. You've escaped. In other words, you've been saved so you can enter. And in here, enter into what? Well, praise the Lord. I didn't have a sermon notes, but thank God Josh wrote some for me. How many of you need to enter into some stuff with your family? You're saved, but are you acting saved at home? Enter in. (laughs) Hell, forget that. I'm from the South. We're going to fry everything. I don't even want to hear, you're not supposed to fry. It's in peanut oil. Praise the Lord. Hell, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, they're Christians. That can't be wrong. Enter into your finances. How many of you in 2018 got a plan to enter into some financial liberty? Somebody say amen. You, nobody in here has got enough money. Lord have mercy. Oh, God, the preachers down here talk. Don't you know on the sides they talk about money all the time down there? You find, how many of you need to get blessed and you find that you do need to. what is it called? A blessed life. Amen. Trade in that jalopy, but you can't do that if you're drinking Starbucks every day. You're talking about health. There's more calories in a grande frappuccino than there is in a Big Mac. What time is it? I got to hurry up because I got one more place we got to go. Amen. You got to enter in with your career. There's things to enter in. It's not enough to just be saved. There's things that God wants you to go into. You escape the power of your slave driver so you could overtake some land. The Bible says that every place the sole of your foot treads upon, God has already given you the land. You ought to be the next one for a promotion. You ought to be the next one to pay off your finances and your debts that you've got. You ought to be the one walking in, and people look at your family and say, man, they've got the best family. I wish my family was like their family. I wish my kids uh, clinked their room like their kids do. I wish that my kids loved the Lord like their kids do. There's things to enter in. It's not enough to be saved and go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. How many of you want to go to heaven? Raise your hand. It ain't a trick question. I want to go to heaven, but I'm going to be honest with you. Before I get there, there's a problem. In order to go to heaven, you got to die. So I, don't, I do want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go today. I can't wait to get to heaven. Yes, you can. If you can't wait that bad, I got to hook you up. But if I had a line up here and say, hey, everybody don't want to go to heaven today, wouldn't be nobody here. But one thing I know, that God has made a way and opened up the water so that you could have a little bit of heaven down here on earth. How many of you want a little bit of it right now? So you won't be shocked when you get there. Somebody say amen. If you haven't got one of these books, get right with God. Say amen. Pastor Joshua didn't even tell me to do that. I just needed some sermon notes. 10.04 if you're taking medicine. Glory to God. Number three. Number one, he opens up the waters so you can escape and get right. Get saved. Accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior into your little heart. Amen. Number two, he parted the waters for Joshua so that they could enter in. No longer was the enemy chasing him. He was chasing that devil. There is a devil loose, by the way, for some of us who in church today who don't want to talk about the devil. Give me a break. There is a devil. Well, I don't know. Ooh. I ain't got time for you right now. There is a devil, and we're supposed to be chasing him right now. He, he's supposed to be, he's a soul man. He's supposed to be there under my feet, amen? And number three, in the book of 2 Kings, we see that I don't have time for you to go there, but if you want to read it on your own time, because my time is clicking. In 2 Kings chapter 2, that is a story of where God Opens the water again. We've got two prophets on the scene. Amen. Elijah and Elisha. Elijah being the head prophet. Elisha being the one he's raising up. Amen. And we know the story that Elisha was found plowing behind some dumb things called ox. You may find yourself behind some dumb things and you need to get away from that. And let the man of God lead you. Amen. Boy, I could preach so long. My God, I got to slow down. Glory to God. And so now the Elijah and Elisha, they're working it out, right? And Elisha is serving the man of God, and finally he comes to a point, and Elisha's like, Elijah's like, well, I got to go to this city over here and prophesy. You stay back. And Elisha said, no, I'm not going to stay back. Wherever you go, I go. He does it three times. And third time, he's like, I'm not going. I'm not leaving. Next thing you know, there's 50 prophets standing on the shore. On the bank of the river. And Elijah opens up, gets his mantle, gets his suit coat, whatever you want to say. He strikes the water, and the water opens up. They walk across the river. It closes back up. And then Elijah is taken up in a whirlwind. A chariot of fire flies by. whirlwind comes. Elijah's gone. The mantle falls. And this last time that God opens up the water is now Elisha. See, (laughs) salvations for you you escaped for God's victory somebody say amen number 2 he is allowing you to enter in so you can get stuff for you You enter so you can get joy. You enter so you can get your family right. You enter so you can get your career right. You enter so you can get your money right. You enter so you can get your health right and you don't just kick over and die for no reason. You enter so you can do those things. But after you escape and you enter, he opens the waters up one more time so you can be empowered. Elisha got a double portion of God's spirit when he crossed through that water. You've been empowered then for what? For other people. Now I'm here to tell you, if you haven't figured it out, I'm as Pentecostal as they come. That might be a cuss word in Michigan. I don't know. But I'm as, as Pentecostal as they come. I will shout. I will jump. I will dip. I will lay down. I will roll. I'll speak in tongues, do whatever, because I'm crazy like that. But I've been empowered, not so I can just go, woo, glory. I didn't know. I've been empowered so I can deliver you. You have been empowered here at Vertical Church. Why? So that you can change five thousand diapers. Didn't you know that y'all changed the volunteers of this church last year? Changed about five thousand diapers. Who would take more than the Holy Ghost to help me do that? I promise you that he'd have to come down because I'll pass out right there. I'm a no, can't do it. Hey man, got two kids. Didn't do it then. Not gonna do it now. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Some of y'all said amen because you ain't trying to volunteer in a nursery. But anyway, God empowers you, and you gave thousands and thousands of meals. There were over 25,000 hours spent here serving at the church last year. You have been empowered to give how many? It was like 7,000 cups of coffee. Whew. Whew. Amen. You've been empowered to do. 44 people gave their hearts to Christ, not just because Pastor Joshua can preach a good sermon. They came to Christ because there was something about you that made them feel comfortable that they could step out in front of a crowd and say, I'll give my heart to Christ. You have been empowered for such a time as this to serve your community better than you've ever served them before. You got joy now so you can give that mean boss that needs some joy some joy himself. You've been empowered with your finances, amen. How much more could you do if you wasn't so far in debt? So he wants to empower you so you can help others. You ain't got the power just so that you can just sit there and speak in tongues and shake a little bit. And after you get done shaking, what you gonna do? Musicians, if you wanna come, that'll help me. That be quiet. Oh, Lord, the plane's got to land. Amen. Plane's got to land. The plane's got to land. Well, I'll probably just start preaching from this point for the second service. So, no. Josh is like, don't say that. God, the we won't have no room. Perfect. <laughs> <coughs> Glory to God. Isn't God good? He's good all the time, ain't he? We need to have a vertical church revival, and then I can just preach as long as I want. Everybody say, oh yeah, yeah, and then you won't be here. Okay, so (laughs) that's how it is. Pastor Josh, I already know Jessica to be like, oh yes, we need to have longer services. Have Sunday bye. And then two people show up. (laughs) God is faithful, isn't he? All the time faithful. Gotta escape. Most everybody in this room, you've escaped. You saved. Number two, you enter. Enter in. Sanctify yourself. In other words, get right. That's some good holiness preaching, which we need in the church today. You got to get right. All this politically. You got politically correct in Washington. And then you got RC in church, religiously correct. Which I'm none of the above. <laughs> and then after you've escaped... And you've entered in, then God wants to empower you so that you can help others escape and enter in. Yeah, you can shout, you can prophesy, you can holler, and you can do all that good stuff that people do that are spirit-filled. But a true spirit-filled person isn't as into all the bucket and the shucking and the shouting and the dipping as they are into delivering the people that are bound. The true sign of someone who's got the power is someone who can prophesy at somebody at Myers, not in an altar. Anybody. Anybody can prophesy to somebody in the altar because you know them. Oh, I feel like you're going to get birth. Praise the Lord. Uh, obviously. <laughs> oh, he's a mighty prophet. No, I am a master of the obvious. But roll up on someone in Myers. That you don't know. Then start doing that. That would cut back on prophecy, I think. Wouldn't it? How about forget that and just pay for the groceries behind you. I hope to get behind one of y'all today. I'll be like, what y'all doing? Did you hear the sermon? Could you stand up to your feet? Isn't God good? Somebody say, I have. Say it, I have. Escaped the hand of the enemy. I will enter in to the promises of God. And I will be empowered so I can help others. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise.